0: thursday morning well we keep talking about the seder being one week from tomorrow i know that increases the anxiety level in the community trust me i know the seder a week from tomorrow believe it or not pesach five seven seven eight set to begin this time next week there'll be a frenzy out there of a shopping and preparing and cleaning and getting the car ready and everything else uh one of the people who um Sees upfront uh, and personal just uh, how needy certain members of our community are. This is year round, not just Pesach time, but around Pesach time. I'm sure the situation seems more acute. Is uh, David Greenfield, David Greenfield, at one time member of the New York City Council, now the uh, CEO of the Metropolitan Council on Jewish Poverty. And he is with us live via telephone as we get closer and closer to the holiday of Pesach. David Greenfield, welcome back to Jam in the AM.
1: Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. I and, appreciate uh, that. I'm usually a guy who like an hour before yumtif is waiting online at the <laughs> car wash to clean my car because that's like always the last <laughs> task that you have to do, which is make sure your car is clean before yumtif.
0: Yeah, you know, there there are other methods, you know. You know, there are there are kids in the community that you could employ and uh, you know beg them to vacuum it out a week before. You know, there are other other ways of going about this.
1: The problem is a former elected official and uh, current law professor at Brooklyn Law School, I, I get a little bit nervous about the whole child labor issue, <laughs> hiring local kids, are they paying their taxes, You know, what's with the withholdings, a little bit too messy for me. I don't like to deal in cash businesses, honestly.
0: Oh boy, now after this conversation, I have to, I'm going to have to change my plans. Um, so here we go, Pesach's on the way, and I, I can only imagine how many times as a government official you were told by people at met council and those who work with the poor just how many poor people there are in the jewish community in new york and frankly uh, you know for many of us and certainly for the broader community it's hard to believe then you get to this position and i guess it becomes even easier for you to believe as you are now telling people how many impoverished there are in our community can you tell us can you tell us in terms of yeah, numbers I mean,
1: It's actually the best and worst part of my job, which is that I get to see poverty up close and personal every single day. That's the worst part of my job. The best part of my job is that as the largest Jewish communal social safety net in America, I get to combat poverty every day with the help of so many people at the Met Council. And so there are over a half a million poor and near poor Jews in the New York area. That's a lot, a half a million. Now, A lot of the people, and this is really, I think, what's fascinating, people don't realize this, a lot of people are poor year-round, and that's horrible, obviously, and that's a struggle that we work every single day to try to help those people who are poor year-round for a variety of reasons. In some cases, it's a personal tragedy where something happened to somebody someone's wife got sick, a person got injured, other people have just been struggling for many years. But then you have the situation where around the holidays, people who would normally make it, right? You know, two people are working, a husband and the wife. They've got four or five kids. Normally they would make it. Pesach is so extraordinarily expensive that they just can't afford to get through Pesach. And so we spend literally upwards of $5 million dollars every Pesach, just trying to help everyone who struggles on Pesach. Because, let's be blunt, Nachem, I hate to say this, but we know it's true. Many store owners jack up the prices of everything before Pesach, whether it's clothing or food. A piece of chicken that was 25% cheaper a month ago suddenly goes up. And quite frankly, it's not like the chicken got more expensive The reason I know this is because we run the largest kosher food network in America, and we're buying chicken all year round, and the price of chicken is consistent. Unfortunately, a lot of people struggle with the high costs of Pesach, and people who would normally make it what we call the near-poor, they're fine all year round. Comes Pesach, they literally can't pay their bills, and that's where Met Council comes in. And we help 180,000 people make Pesach this year.
0: Plus, there are a lot of items that are exclusively for Pesach, which you know, which we really can't compare uh, to everyday uh, food items that just begin at, at exorbitant prices and are very difficult for people to afford. David Greenfield with us live via telephone. What's happened over the last couple of weeks? You, you, you and your staff have done these visits to different communities to actually distribute food items and things like that?
1: Yeah, by the way, I just want to hit on your point. The the price of handmade matzah is insane. And I know, obviously, it's so important and it's so vital. But when you're talking about 20, 30, some matzah sells for $40 a pound. I mean, think about how much more expensive it is than caviar. That's crazy. crazy. Right, I mean, so you're talking about a huge, huge expense for people out there who are struggling every day. What we do is very unique. So, essentially, whenever you see a free Kosher for Pesach food distribution. The Met Council is involved by providing that food. So we don't actually go out and give the food ourselves because it's not a very smart method. People in the community have better relationships with their local communities. And the Met Council's whole ethos is based on the idea that there are local charities that can do a better job helping the poor than anybody else. So what we do is we give those local charities the food to give out to their communities so we're actually giving the food to hundred and twenty kosher for Pesach food distributions throughout New York we've actually expanded this year it's the first year that we are in additional sites in Westchester, Rockland, and Long Island, because there's needs in those communities. We actually are serving more people this year than ever before, 180,000 people. And as the new CEO, I decided to actually start a campaign to raise more money for protein for Pesach, because nutrition is so important. And so we are giving out literally twice as much chicken, eggs, and fish as we've ever done before at the med council which i'm very excited about and i think it's really a wonderful thing to help families and make sure they're getting not just food but nutritious food for yumtif as well
0: and you just explained and i'm so glad you did why so many people out there would not have even heard of the name met council even if they are recipients of food items because you're dealing as you just said with the ujc's the jcc's local clubs and communities community groups to distribute the food. There are people who are receiving, most of them I would guess, don't even realize that food is coming from Med Council.
1: Yeah absolutely and that's not really our goal. Our goal is, is not about taking the credit, it's really about supplying the food and to your point just about every free distribution of kosher food in the New York area is getting the overwhelming majority of their food from the Met Council. We have a warehouse in Brooklyn. We've got 30 employees before Pesach who are working hard. I'm not exaggerating. I just want you to understand this. We're getting today, today, eight days before Pesach, we're getting a tractor-trailer load of eggs. (laughs) fresh eggs are coming in, tractor trailer that we're going to be distributing, and we're literally giving out tens of thousands of dozens of fresh eggs. And the way we do that is we give it to distributions large and small. So for example, if you're Basiakov of Borough Park and you're distributing food to your rebame and to your teachers, that food is coming from the Met Council. If you're the UJC of the east side and you're giving food to local folks on the east side, that's coming from the Met Council. If you're the Bronx, JCC and you're giving food to people in the Bronx, that's coming from the Met Council. And the best part about it is it's free. We actually don't charge anything for this. We raise money year-round as one of the largest Jewish charities in the country. We have a lot of support, including from the UJA Federation of New York, that we're very grateful for. And our job is literally to give free food to people. We do it all year through our 30 food pantries that are kosher throughout New York. We serve 50,000 people every month. Pesach for us is the Super Bowl, and it has its challenges. Baruch Hashem, the snowstorm threw us for a loop yesterday (laughs) because we were going to have six distributions that we were providing the food for. Five of them were canceled. The one that stayed open was we actually do several of our own distributions, and this was our own distribution that we did in Canarsie, when you literally run the show, the show, as they say, must go on. And we gave out food yesterday to 350 families living in Canarsie, and it was a beautiful, beautiful day.
0: No, well, we can relate to that. The show must go on. Kala Kavod, you were able to do that. David Greenfield's with us. This is going on all year round. What you just described for Pesach, uh, rightfully you called it the Super Bowl for Met Council, but the regular season is pretty active as well with food distribution and so much else. And we should also mention, by the way, for those out there, who have never uh, become familiar with Met Council, it's not just food. When it comes to uh, home repairs, different services, including the social services, um, affordable housing issues, etc., you guys are there at the forefront and very often uh, will you know we'll, we'll help people directly by either paying certain bills or by being there for them, arranging the payment plans, etc. Um, it, it is way beyond the food. There are many other areas of life that you're helping our community with.
1: Absolutely. So, as the largest Jewish communal social safety net in America, we actually are ten different sedukas, ten different charities rolled into one, and ten different divisions, each of which can be its own tzedakah, because we have multi-million dollar budgets. So, we have one of the largest Holocaust survivor programs in New York. We are. We service three and a half thousand Holocaust survivors each year with all sorts of different services. We have one of the largest senior programs in the Jewish community where we're serving seniors who are in need. To to your point, we have a really unique program that almost nobody has, which is a program to help seniors age in place. We go into seniors' homes, we do basic repairs like a grab bar or we'll simply fix the floor so people don't fall and hurt themselves. We have a whole range of programs to help those people in the community who are needy. And the way we do it, which is also very unique, is that we do it through our 16 JCCs. We call the Jewish Community Councils, and they're all across the New York area. And these JCCs are providing frontline services. In most cases, we're providing those JCCs with staff, with funding, with food, with resources. And when they have really difficult cases, they send it to us. It's really based on the idea the concept of aniye Ircha Kaidem, you have to take care of your local people who are struggling. And we are providing the support to literally hundreds of thousands of people in the New York area. And it's something we're really proud of. And we have over 200 staffers who are working at this each and every single day.
0: Well, You're there since the beginning of 2018. Is this what you expected? Is it uh, uh, the way you thought Med Council was and would be uh, before you took the job?
1: You know, I tell my friends, and Nahum, you're, of course, a good friend, I tell my friend that this is the most difficult job that I've ever had in my life. And, you know, when I practiced corporate law, a lot of people say, well, that was difficult. That was actually easy compared to this, right? I put in my 60, 70 hours a week. I billed. I got paid. I went home and the job was done. There is no end to this job. Literally, it's 24-7. Shabbos, people are coming to you and telling you about their challenges and their problems, and you're trying to help people. I shared a story the other day, and just an example of how challenging and how heartbreaking this work is. I was in Borough Park. This young man comes to me, and I know him relatively well. He's a very successful businessman. He says, look, he says, David, can I speak to you? And I said, Sure. And it's Arif Shabbos. And he says, You know, I need your help. And I said, What's going on? He says, Well, you know, I have a business and I have a dispute with my business partner. And I've been very successful, as you know. And I know that. He's the guy who literally buys aliyahs in the shul for his friends. And he says, In the dispute, my partner is suing me. And so my funds have been frozen for the last six months. Mm-hmm. I said, Oh, you, you need me to give you a lawyer or some help? He says, No, no, I have a lawyer. I'm probably going to get the money by the summer, but I haven't had any income for the last six months. He says, I know this sounds crazy, but I don't have food for shops. And and you're like, How is that possible? How is somebody who has made literally hundreds of thousands of dollars a year could be stuck? And the answer is, unfortunately things happen. And so of course we sprung into action and to your point, we got him a food package, we got him emergency food card, we started paying his bills, and we really stepped in to try to be helpful. And this is an individual who really wasn't comfortable asking for help, but he had no choice. And so a lot of people think of the poor and they say, oh, the poor, the poor is not me. It's somebody else. Unfortunately, there's a lot of very successful people who are struggling due to circumstance. And our job at the Met Council is to step in and to help those people. And if it's temporary, we'll help them get through the hump. And if it's long term, we'll do the best that we can to try to improve their
0: lives. Well, you're certainly doing a good job at it. Many, many would say you work 24 hours a day, six days a week in the city council. I see this job has taken you through to a seventh day, which is pretty amazing. But uh, that's what it is. You meet people in our community on Shabbos and Yantif, and they're going to take advantage of the fact, rightfully so, I'm sure you would say, take advantage of the fact that you could be a tremendous resource. And helping them and their friends and people in the community. And we say, call it like a vote for that. Uh, you can go to metcouncil.org if you want to uh, get more information about what the Met Council on Jewish Poverty does. Uh, you'll have a you have a full website there plus a donate button. Those of you who want to uh, help defray the cost that the Met Council is going through now, Erev Pesach 5778. As you heard David say, you're not just supporting one stucker, you're supporting multiple stuckers by giving to Met Council as uh, so many of their divisions uh, are springing into action on a daily basis, not just of Pesach, but on a daily basis to help the poor in our community in New York. I recommend everybody go and check out the site at metcouncil.org. David Greenfield, I take this opportunity to wish you a Chag Kosher Vesameach, and frankly, you and your organization are guaranteeing for a lot of people that they'll have a Simchadik and Kosher yuntif, and for that we uh, greatly appreciate you.
1: Thank you very much. I just want to tell you one final cool thing that we do that just about nobody else does. We just sent out half a million dollars in American Express coded cards, and they're coded because they only work in kosher supermarkets. So... For people who need above and beyond, these are all pre-vetted people, people who unfortunately struggle throughout the year, and the food packages aren't enough, they're getting American Express cards, so they can walk into any kosher supermarket, nobody knows, they can buy food for Pesach, and literally, they can walk out like any other family, and it's something that we're so proud to be doing as well, to really help so many people in a dignified way, which I think is so important about how we have to give tzedakah.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. The process is just as important as the deed and your process seems to be working really well and to the benefit of our community. Thank you so much, David. Have a wonderful yuntav and continue your amazing work.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: There he is, David Greenfield. He now leads the Met Council and doing quite a job and really explained to us why a lot of people would never have heard of Met Council, even though they are responsible for all these uh incredible donations of food that are accelerated as we get closer and closer to the holiday of Pesach. Thursday morning broadcast, more coming up at JM in the AM.